Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 177. And just like a few days ago, we literally have worlds colliding here. I have never had three different guests on at the same time over the phone. We are doing a little FaceTime action here. Uh, I, I am letting people into uh, the esteemed area of a pen and a napkin studios over the phone here. Uh, this this really sexy place in the back of my garage. It's unbelievable, uh, but it is greatly appreciated. Uh, Nicole Dixon from Georgia, Steve Pisarski from Maryland, and Andrew Curtis from Arizona. How are we doing this morning, coaches? Doing great. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, Steve is Steve is in the middle of, of moving his daughter into her new place here, and Nicole is relaxing in her kitchen, it looks like, and Andrew is, is it looks a lot warmer in Arizona than it does Nebraska. Uh, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you there, man. You, you look like you're in paradise there. Hey, we're living the, living the dream on the patio by the pool. Hey, there you go. Uh, well, this is a, this is a, a unique podcast. Uh, different than our usual format. Uh, Nicole and I met at Snow Valley a couple years ago and have remained in touch. And uh, she was on the pod a few months ago, I believe. And uh, she had a great idea to talk about the scholastic viewing period. We're just going to call it that, the scholastic viewing period coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's a unique thing. Uh, that has just kind of evolved uh, in the last few years, where uh, AAU uh, has dominated the viewing periods uh, for God knows how long, especially for your high-level athletes, uh, your Division One type of kids, your high-level Division One type of kids. But high school coaches have fought to have a, a viewing time so that coaches could come in and specifically see kids with their high school teams. And, and see them in that different environment. Uh, and, and so we've got Nicole from Georgia, Steve from Maryland, Andrew from Arizona. Uh, you guys live in much more exotic places than I do. And uh, we, so we've got a kind of a cross-section of the entire United States talking about the scholastic viewing period and what, what we're trying to accomplish with this and some of the things that are important about this time period. So, uh, you know, Nicole, why don't you give us a little bit of background of your event in Georgia, and, and then we'll go to Steve, and then we'll go to Andrew. Just kind of tell us kind of the evolution of your event. Is it young? Is it old? What's unique about it? So forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Marty, thank you so much for having us on here. We can promote uh, girls basketball, and uh, we appreciate you, man. We really do. Um, I am brand new to this. Steve and Andrew are way more experienced. Um, I've actually researched a lot of what they do. Um, our, our board, our executive board has also researched it. We follow their Twitters, websites. Uh, so, so we're, we're trying to catch up with them actually. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate both Andrew and, and Steve for letting me pick their brains as well. So the evolution of this, gosh, the first year of COVID at the very end of the season, uh, we had an Atlanta tip-off meeting, and, you know, we, we were just voting on some kids, end of the season stuff, and a guy by the name of Ernie Yarbrough with uh, Georgia High School just said, hey, you know, the, on the boys' side, they've got a Scholastic Live event. How does that happen? Can any of you guys contact some women's basketball coaches, NCAA women's basketball coaches? And me and one of my mentors, Gene Durden, he coaches at Buford High School in Buford, Georgia, we just we talked afterwards briefly, and we started calling different coaches. That hey, who's on the committee? Um, how do we? Um, how are we able to have this type of uh, viewing period, classic live period, where NCAA Division One coaches can come out as well as everybody else? Um, and literally for eight months, we just called mm -hmm. and we talked, and we you know we heard the pros and the cons from the college coaches. And we finally, we, we cracked uh, the door just a little bit with one coach. And then sooner or later became several coaches um, that were on that committee. And thankfully, um, it got passed. Mm -hmm. um, our, on the boys' side, they, 
in Georgia. They've been doing a fantastic event for a number of years. They've been really gracious to us and helped us um, build ours. We've taken their lead in a lot of ways and, and shared a lot of information with them. Um, and really, we're we're still we're still getting it going. We did a trial run last year. Uh, we had a little bit over 70, 170 teams at Swanee Sports Academy. That's a pretty good trial run, you know. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like. I definitely had a tremendous amount of help and support. Um, I, I'm not the you know the smartest person out there, but I, I do know how to you know ask people who are very very intelligent and can do things I can't do. Um, so a guy named Tim Slater, who coaches at Grayson High School, um, has become a really good coaching buddy of mine. But he does um, all the scheduling for us, and he was the the mastermind for that. Um, we got some other coaches that have really um, assisted us as well. And but we were kind of stumbling in the dark last year, and and, and now there's just coaches that are really stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime we we ask, they'll say yes, um, and a lot of times they'll take the initiative. Um, and help us as well. So we're fortunate in Georgia to have so many talented coaches. So this year um, we can have Division One college coaches, um, and we've had a lot of them already commit to the events um, with the help of a lot of high school coaches literally calling them and saying, hey, you're recruiting our kid. Um, our kid wants to see you there. So yeah. that's that's where we are now, um, and we we're just we're willing to learn and grow, but we're doing it. For all the girls in Georgia, not just our individual individual kids at our individual high schools. Mm-hmm. Steve, yours has been around for quite a while up there in Maryland. Tell us a little bit, you know, in a couple of minutes. Tell us about the evolution of your event. Well, uh, again, uh, I want to repeat that I really appreciate you having not only me on, but all three of us, and, and recognizing girls basketball the way you do. Um, no problem. Yeah, we we're, we're a little different. We've this is our I think it's our twenty fourth year. Um, and we've been a scholastic event for 24 years, but as, uh, you know, as was said, there's been no forum. There's been no place for us to play in front of D1 coaches in, in, in like this live period. So we've been a July event. We've been a late July event Uh for the last 20 some years. Coach Curtis will tell you, I mean, I've, I've tried getting coach Curtis to come to our event. Um, it's a long way to come from Arizona, but back um, before, before, uh, Gilbert, before they were so good, St. Mary's was a powerhouse back then. Um, and we got them to come, you know, and Archbishop Mitty teams like that from the West coast. And it, it was hard because, you know, we were fighting as, as Nicole said, we're fighting AAU. Mm-hmm. And, and so we end up having an event at the end of July. It's been, it was very successful, really thankful to the, if you've heard of the U S junior nationals, which is a big AAU event yeah. uh, for many, many years. Um, we kind of piggybacked onto them. Mm-hmm. And and the college coaches were already in town. And there are a number of high school teams that would be able to get all their kids, or at least mostly all their kids, because they played together as an AAU team in July. Mm-hmm. And those are those are the teams we, you know, Sacred Heart is one of them out of, out of Louisville. Um, you know, for years they played together. And so they would come to our event and we would get teams like that. And because we got teams like that, you know, we also have, uh, as you, as we were talking before we started, the WCAC with, you know, the Bishop McNamara's and the Paul the Six and the St. John's, all those teams being local, they couldn't always come mm-hmm. because of AAU, but they could sometimes come. Yeah. So, you know, we were able to get them and, uh, we became well known because the colleges really like seeing them play on their high school teams. Yeah. They really do. They watch them all spring on their AAU, AAU teams, and quite frankly, and I'm not going to bash AAU, but you know, you might have the two best point guards in the state playing on the same AAU team, and all of a sudden, when they're playing together, maybe one of them's a little out of position. Maybe you know, you, you know, you're not necessarily with your normal teammates in your normal system. Um, you know, I'm tell I'm being told by college coaches that the the high school the, the good high school a good high school team and a good high school game is more like the college game mm-hmm. because of the organization because yeah. perhaps the structure. Um, so, you know, we, we we've 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 kept it. Whereas the Georgia, I'm not sure, Nicole, if the Georgia event is almost all Georgia teams. Um, whereas the best of Maryland, 
used to be all Maryland teams, hence the name. Um, but then we branched out, yeah. and we've we've been getting teams from around the country now for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been Nicole has so much more power than I do because I've been begging for this uh, live period forever, um, and it's never happened. And I'm, I'm glad the boys got it because because the boys got it, I knew it, it meant the girls would get it eventually. Uh, now I'm hoping that the girls can get two weekends like the boys have. Yeah. Um, and for for you know Andrew and Nicole, if 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 we could make it, my 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 idea would be have it set up so that there's one weekend where every team must stay home if they want to play in an event at in their home state. Yeah. And then the other weekend. But label them so they so everybody knows. And the other weekend, teams can go and travel if they want to, and if they're invited to go to a, a national event. Because some states don't want to let their kids out of their state. Sure. For example, for example, Indiana, which has great basketball, and we've had a lot of Indiana teams over the years. They they wouldn't let their kids come to our event this year because they were running an event and sure. they wanted to keep their kids at home. North Carolina, it took a lot. Um, but they finally allowed their teams to go, but they didn't want to initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to have a separation next year, so that way every state could have their big, big, big event. But then if kids and teams were good enough to go to somewhere else and got invited, they'd have that opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, one thing I've learned in the last couple of years is when Nicole Nixon, Dixon knocks, you listen, and the NCAA thinks of it the same way. She's on yeah. the she's on the door. I hope so. Well, that way, then I can get because I've I, I I've reached out to both Andrew and Nicole before to try to have them come to our event, but it's hard again because they would have had their kids were playing AAU. Sure, so it's, yeah. it's very hard. Yeah. But um, believe me, the, I'll, I'll be knocking on our door for that reason as well next year if we can get this separate se- these separate yeah. events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicole, I'm just messing with you there. Oh, I know. Yeah, Andrew, tell us a little bit about your event in Arizona. Yeah, again, th- um, thanks for having me. Um, we're just excited to, um, again, like we've, I've talked with some of these these other coaches as well. Is we just I want to grow, grow the game, grow the women's game. I think everybody um, is starting to really realize that. I think, for, I mean, the Final Four, I mean, the viewership, uh, these girls can play. Um, they have personalities. They they know how to um, they know how to do it at a high level. Um, and so I think that. Um, I've been just really blessed with um, Matt King giving me that opportunity um, five years ago to be a part of um, Section 7 when it went live for the boys. Um, and I want to just give a total shout-out to him and the, and the Coaches Association. From the beginning, they said, we want the girls involved. They want them to be a part of Section 7. We know it's not a Division One viewing, uh-huh. um, but we have the vision that it's going to happen. Uh-huh. And when it does... We don't want to be scrambling trying to figure this thing out, um, and now here we are, um, you know, five five years later, and um, we're you know where the Super Bowl was played. You know, I telling some of these teams, hey, you want to get in this, you're going to be playing. Rihanna was right above you, right where you were playing. So like this <laughs> coming is, down from know, the ceiling. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, it just, um, I just, I, I'm just grateful. We have it's it's not a one person show. I've been really blessed with. Um, having the ability to be a part of that team and um, really just trying to do anything we can to help grow the game. We've got tremendous coaches involved through the Basketball Coach Association, um, obviously. Um, so I, I just think the big thing for me is in, in Section 7 is we want to do it at a high level. We want to get as many coaches there, and we want to get as many of the best teams and let the kids play. Uh-huh. Like just, we'll take care of all the extra stuff and just really work hard to do it right, and just give them the best opportunity to get on that court. Uh-huh. Um, it's twelve hardwood courts, you know, right? You know, State Farm Stadium. Um, so it, it's just been, um, it's just cool for me to, to see it from eight teams and gradually grow, and then now it's just, um, just having infrastructure in place. It, you know, it was a light on the teams that were there. Now it's you know the full blown. Um, we got the, all the lights are on and they're ready to rock and roll with, um, you know, about probably about 120 teams. So we're ready to go. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching. And during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. 
As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. So one of the things I'm sure you hear from college coaches, perhaps, I don't know, is it's another weekend out. You know, we're, we're out in April, we're out in July, we got this. And, and the NCAA has, has limited, you know, they've narrowed it down. It used to be like from July 5th to July 31st, and, uh, you know, it, it was absolute chaos. But now they've limited the dates down artificially. Um, but yet now we've added another weekend. Uh, Nicole, wh- if, if you were to talk to any high-level, you know, any coach, any college coach, whether it's an NAIA coach, a JUCO coach, a Division One coach, and everything in between, uh, why is it important for a college coach to attend an event like the like this scholastic viewing period? I think the biggest thing, and I've actually had some great conversations with a lot of college coaches recently regarding that question. The biggest thing is it gives them an opportunity to see those kids with their high school teams. It also puts um, – a goal in mind for the the month of June for our high school kids and teams, so that they think, hey, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my high school. I'm gonna go to the weight training. I'm gonna go to anything extra in June, so that I can get ready for this type of event. Um, and I think organically, what that does is it actually, I think it actually helps grassroots basketball. I think it actually helps us retain our kids in June um, so that they understand there's a purpose for what we're doing in June. Mm. And like it or not, we're living in a society that we're telling these kids, hey, pretty pretty soon winter's going to ask what you're doing all summer, right? Yep. But we're at for maybe you know three weeks in June as high school coaches. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see them again, at least in Georgia, until tryouts at the end of October. Mm-hmm. And in other states, you know, it'll be like November. Yep. But they can actually see them and get them as a full team. That's a, that's a lot of time. Yep. And so naturally kids and families are going to do other things. So I think from, from our standpoint, and all schools are different, um, the kids that we have in our program, a lot of our glue players, and our, a lot of our really good athletes – now I think that we can get them to actually come um, and work their vacations, and which you know, sure, oh yeah, I don't want to go on vacation. Well, hey, let's go during Dead Week. Yeah, you know, because now we've got this awesome opportunity in June to play and compete. And when there's games on the table, kids want to come. Yep, and they want to, come to practice so they can get ready for those games because they want to play and they want to, they want to show well with their teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, my girls love each other. Um, you know, a lot of our kids may not want to play in college, but they understand that, Hey, if, if I'm ready and I'm practicing with the team, then, you know, this player and this player is going to look better because we've been practicing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, they care enough about one another to to show up and do those things Mm -hmm. to a college coach. What that means is like now they're showing, you know, commitment and let's face it. We've got our kids during the high school season, more hours over the course of the season than any AAU coach. I coach AAU too. I uh, really enjoy it. But I see my kids two days a week, an hour and a half tops, mm-hmm. and then we go and we play. Yep. And so now what you're doing is you're allowing like a better connected team from the June to come into your season and over six months develop. And yeah. so, you know, I think it gives um, – I think there's an opportunity here to have – High school coaches be more organized, more de- more detailed, more passionate about what they do in June, and getting the kids excited about this mm-hmm. um, because there's something really on the line, which makes all of girls basketball better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that's like a lot of things that kind of coming at once, but sure. I think for the college coach, that just means a better skilled student athlete mm-hmm. um, that they're going to get because there's definitely value in AEU. Um, 
you know, for example, um, you know, some people in high school, they, they play a different position, yep. you know, the best teams. And so that makes the kid more versatile. Yep. Um, but college coaches, they need to be able to see that mm-hmm. um, and see like, hey, that kid's a great teammate because they're doing X, Y, Z. And then they might play a different position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get to see their versatility. They get to see like, hey, do they actually put the team before themselves mm-hmm. um, and, and play the positions best for the team? Because, you know, if you play college basketball, you know that your position's probably going to change. Absolutely. Um, it's a it's different just, role. Yep. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, that's good. Andrew, if, if you want to – Get your if you're a high school coach and you want to get involved in in, in this type of an event, how, how do you do it? Um, just be active. Go go get it. Like you just say, you know, the kids like hey, we if you want your team in, like but I guess you know we had a few like hey, do you are you are you in? Are you in? I'm like, and which is I which is very similar to the first year as the boys we ran it. It's like everybody's trying to figure it out like their their natural patterns of June. Um, I think that's the big thing for us is just educating really the, the college coaches the high school coaches um the parents even like you know they sometimes they're oh that that third week in june or you know we're gonna go to san diego now it's like hey third week in june we know that we gotta lead up to that and, and be ready and and i want to kind of touch back on what coach just said is i think you're spot on and um i i think from what i've seen on on uh, our previous years coming up with section seven it's bringing the high school and club together. Like, hey, we're, we got to work together for the kids. Like, and I say this all the time in my program: parents don't play, coaches don't play. We got to be all at our best for the kids so they can perform at their best. Yep. And I think we're starting to see more of that. Um, obviously, the boys have been doing it, and hopefully, that comes about. Um, you know, I, did, I, I do club as well. Is hey, like a uh, contact a, a EYBL team or a Adidas team, whatever. One of my players is on that team. Hey, what what are they? What are you seeing? What do they need to work on? And who's recruiting them? And we want to help in June. And same thing in July. How do we help? Uh-huh. Um, I think that's I think that's more prevalent now because of you know they they want to get their kids seen. We want to get our kids seen at those events. So it's working uh-huh. together. And just like Coach said, um, my kid might be on an EYBL, the eighth man rotation three and D. Yeah. Um, and then now on my team, hey, we're running sets for her. She's coming off curling, getting to the nail, making reads, and so they see that um, our players at a different light. Sure. Um, because I mean. It, there's there's only there's there's one Angel Reese there's one Caitlin Clark but those other players are really good on those teams that have roles and so I think maybe having a role on a, on on one team and then maybe being a star on the other they they shows that they, they can have a fit within those college programs I think is going is really important mm-hmm. um, but yeah to go back to what you originally said I think getting involved you know obviously the Arizona Basketball Coach Association um, in partnership with with other uh, programs is running. Um, you know, the section seven. So the more help and, you know, for us, we have court coordinators this year on the girls side, all six women's head coaches will be in charge of two courts. Mm-hmm. Um, really good coaches that have, have been in, involved in the state. And so that's, um, again, they want to help. That's, we're trying to, you know, find those things for them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, just obviously having these big events, the undertakings is big. So I, I really appreciate them and those coaches really getting involved. And I think it's, you know, that first year, um, live for the mm-hmm. uh, the girls' side is is, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just after that second year it gets rolling and everybody kind of finds their fit um, on all levels, yeah. parents, coaches, and, and the college level. Yeah, Steve, you're you're the you're the wily veteran of our group here, um, and and one of the things that is prevalent both with boys and girls, and, and our emphasis our emphasis here today is talking about the girls part of it. Uh, but somewhere along the way, the you know back in the the day, it was the high school coach helped their high school athlete get recruited, and then as things evolved slowly but surely, we reached some sort of tipping point. And and I don't know if we can even pinpoint when that exactly was. It became now all AAU, and now we're the high school coaches are kind of trying to take that back a little bit. Uh, and again, we, we paint with a broad brush. We, we think all politicians are corrupt. Uh, all, all teachers are bad teachers. All, you know, this type of stuff. We do the same thing with AAU coaches in a lot of ways, very unfairly. You know, the high percentage of AAU coaches are in it for the right reasons and they're doing things the right way. But of course, there is that small select few that kind of 
kind of goofs it up for everybody else, you know. Uh, but at, at some point, the, the recruiting process shifted from the high school coach to the AAU program and the AAU coach and that type of thing. Um, you know, how how do you think that happened? And and are there other ways other than these scholastic viewing periods that the high school coach can kind of take some of that influence back to, to help the college coach and to also help their kid? Well, I mean, to answer the first part of that question, um, I think one of the ways that, you know, when you ask how did this happen, um, you know, money got involved, you know, shoe, shoe companies, Nike, and, and a lot of that stuff got involved where, you know, it was an attraction to the kid to play on a high-level Nike team, for example. They, you know, they get to travel, they, they get gear, um, you know, the college coaches will come watch. Um, and I think a little, you know, there, there was a big emphasis put on that. I think the, the AAU coaches, and I've never coached a, I coached 25 years of high school and I turned down a number of opportunities to coach AAU. Um, and yeah, by, by Wiley, you meant old, by the way. Um, We don't use the O word on a pen and a napkin. (laughs) Experienced, seasoned. These are the words that we use. We don't use the O word. So. Right, right, but um, but I think that I think that kind of got it started, um, and I think the NCAA is kind of moved back in, you know, moving into some 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 more control, or I don't want to use the word power, but some more influence, perhaps from the high schools, um, you know, because of those few maybe that you mentioned that might not have done it the right way. I, I don't, I'm not even sure. Um, I had good relationships with my kids, my, my, my girls, high school, I mean, AAU coaches. Um, and I know that a number of high school coaches have great relationships with AAU coaches. And I know it also goes the other way, um, mm-hmm. where there's a battle for the kid. And as Nicole said, you know, giving us a few weeks here in June, um, really can, can, it can really help both. It can, obviously it can help the high school program because we're getting something we haven't had, but it can also enhance the AAU situation because, let, let's face it, I mean, the colleges know know a lot of the kids, but people pop up on radars all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can be sure during this, during this coming period coming up, there's going to be a number of kids who colleges did not know about who couldn't be on the higher level AAU teams, but they could play. Mm-hmm. And now, during July, wherever that kid is going to be, now some college coaches are going to go there because mm-hmm. they saw them in June. Yep. You know, it's, it's not just about the top players getting seen on their high school team. It's about all players getting seen on their high school team, including the ones who might be, you know, able to go play at uh, Iona, you know, which is a fine program, but it's a small, you know, it's a small, it's, it's not UConn. Yeah. You know, and, um, but they also pay for your college. And these kids are going to get an opportunity to get seen now. And sure, maybe it's the first time they're seen, but they're going to get seen again now if they if they perform well at these events. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's going to enhance both. You know, everybody wants to see their kid, you know, get a college scholarship. You know, so now the, the the high school coach and whoever that AAU coach can, you know, can say hey look we did it you guys you, you, the girl went out and deserved it you know we helped mm-hmm. but the girl deserved it but we're all part of it now mm-hmm. um you know and hopefully it, it turns into that you know more than it like for example last year i ran an event in june to get ready for this one it wasn't a live period d2 and d3 coaches could come yeah um but i had a few teams not be able to come because their aau coach said well it's not a lie period um you know you need to come to our practice instead of going to play on, on with your team you know and I, I i had a slight issue with that oh you should um, <laughs> yeah. but 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 um but now but now that doesn't exist yeah with, with this live period so mm-hmm. um i think the aau coaches you know the the, the smart ones the good ones are going to be very supportive of it because it only enhances their kids in getting a chance to get seen so um you know, and you have to do it right. I know Curtis, and uh, you know, I, I I know out in Arizona they're doing it right. I know Nicole and George is doing it right, and hopefully the other people are doing it right. Um, you know, for we're smaller, we're a much smaller event because we have to get teams to travel. We're a national event. Um, we're an NFHS event compared to NCAA, which I don't know if you know the difference there, but you, 
if you're not NFHS, you can't play in an NFHS event. Mm -hmm. Um, And the state of Maryland is the private schools aren't NFHS, unlike some other states. So Mm -hmm. we can't we're not going to run a high level college event. We'd like to run an event for all Maryland, for example, but it would be more of a D2, D3 event. Mm-hmm. Um, our event is national because uh, the private schools in Maryland can't play in our event. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're only 22 teams, but we, we run it on college courts. We have only college officials doing our event. Um, and we try to make it as much like the college game as possible. Sure. Um, and I think going way back to a, to a question you asked earlier, that's another reason for the colleges to come. Plus, I tell my kids, you know, the college coaches, want, there's a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of ties out there. Like, you're just as good as the other one, and she's just as good as you. Well, what what's the difference? Why are you going to get that offer? Um, and they watch you when you're on the bench. They don't care who wins. The college coaches don't care who wins the game. They, they care about the player they're watching. Yep. And they see you on the bench. They see how you deal with your teammates and how you deal with your coach. By having that extra high school situation, it's a different look that they get to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a different, you know, maybe that's the tiebreaker. Yeah, no, they were both great on their AU teams, but this other one really responded well to her high school coach and her high school teammates when the other one was kind of, you know, an elitist out there on the court, for example. She, she didn't want to, you know, share the ball, whatever. So you really just get an idea in two different settings of a kid. And I think in your question of why would a college coach want to come, that's that's a pretty good answer as mm-hmm. to why. Mm-hmm. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. So, so Nicole, what what is it or what can you do as a high school coach to enhance the recruiting experience for your kid? You know, what, what are some of the responsibilities that you need to have as the high school coach to make sure that your kid is getting the looks that you believe that they deserve that they should get? I think the number one thing that a college coach really wants is honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're not honest about one kid, then that's going to affect every other kid. Yeah. Um, I mean that um, you speak negatively about your student athletes, um, but be transparent. I think that's the, the most important thing because you have to establish trust. And those college coaches move around everywhere. Yeah. Uh, secondly, be persistent. You know, so being proactive, I think, is one of the most important things in helping your kids. Um, you know, just get noticed. Mm-hmm. You know, be positive about it, you know, as well. Um, the next thing is, like, sit down and, and meet with your families. Um, what we do um, is we, we're, we're very proactive. We let the families know, hey, going into, um, you know, if you're highly recruitable, going into your ninth grade year, we will sit down with um, our families and our student athlete, and we'll go over, like, hey, where's your head right now? You know, where. Do you, do you like the cold weather? Do you like this? <laughs> what do you look for? Um, we, you know, we keep tabs on our kids' grades, mm-hmm. um, help them with that. Um, we, we, we show them um, the criteria. We explain them what a sliding scale is. Um, at our school, we actually have um, a college uh, recruitment night, and we do it through our counseling office as well. And so, I invite a lot of different college coaches, high school coaches that have experience in recruitment um, for different sports. Um, and then we, we talk to the parents and the student athletes as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an, another big thing that you can do. It's get set up at school. Um, and then I love having the college counselor involved because they can give them all the information they need about insecure eligibility, um, why grades going into your freshman year are so important. 
Um, I think the next thing is, you know, think about your time. How much time do you have to, you know, make connections with college coaches? So a couple things super helpful for me. Um, one, I have an email that describes who we are at Holy Innocence Episcopal School, where we are. Um, all the other kids that have come from our program um, and gone on to colleges at all levels, gone on to play pros at all levels. Um, you know, give them a short rundown as far as um, who's on my staff. Um, connect them to a website that, that we've created um, strictly for girls basketball that will show you um, the awesome coaches. My assistants are you know they're fantastic. Two former college coaches on our staff. Um, so just kind of highlight that. And then we always include um, a highlight film, um, the child's current GPA, if they're already in high school. Um, and then we'll say, hey, transcripts will be given on request. Um, we get back to the colleges that ask for transcripts really quickly. Um, and, of course, we already have our parents that have given a thumbs up to do that. And we've explained to the parents, hey, if we're not transparent with transcripts, they automatically know as college coaches, hey, there's something going on with this kid. So the sooner you can get the transcripts to them, the better. Um, I've got a great relationship with college counseling, so I've got those on hand. I can get them within 24 hours mm -hmm. um, fairly easily. Um, and the phone works great. Um, I purchased, I'm sure you guys do as well, but I've got a distribution list of every single college coach in the entire country, and it changes. Um, where they coach changes. So I'll text them. I'll call them. Um, but one thing I do to also help all girls, but also just to gain trust with that college coach, when I'm talking about one of my kids, I might hit them up with, hey, you heard of you know the Galloway School. Um, it's a school right down the street from me. It's got a lot of high-level players. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell them about those players and then try to make a connection. Mm -hmm. And all hits and we're doing our four on ones. Like I plan all of our four on ones in advance, including the weight room sessions. And I've got one of my coaches that's great at graphic design and he made us a little you know I saw those, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yep. But he puts it out on Twitter and, and Instagram. I'll also send that via email and then I'll just I'll I'll, I'll learn like who doesn't like email and I'll text them mm. um, that as well. So I'm extremely persistent. Um, you know, I, I just hired a man named Lewis Preston, who's like everybody knows in the, the men's world, men's college basketball world. And a guy, our voice coach said, hey, how in the world did Nicole get you to commit to this? And he's like, man, she's so persistent. I've asked him for five years. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I have to do as a high school coach. And yeah. I, my kids are worth me advocating for them. Um, and... You know, I'll I'll do it all the time, mm -hmm. every day that I can. Because if a kid wants to be able to play in college, I want to help them do that. Um, it'll make their life a lot easier yep. as well as get a college scholarship. Not as much debt. <laughs> um, so I'm happy to do it. Yep. Um, I, I love it, actually. It's, yep. it's a lot of work, but I enjoy it. Like I said, when Nicole Dixon knocks, people listen. <laughs> She's gonna. She's about ready to punch me through the phone right now. I think so. Uh, Andrew, how how do we make it work better with AAU for the kids? You know, I, I think one of the things that, and, and we don't have enough data yet, but fifteen twenty years from now, when we have more of you know, we're, we're putting a, a lot of workload, if you will, on the kids. We we have high expectations for them to play a lot. Uh, along with their high school teams, you know, so forth and so on. Uh, how do we make this easier for the kids and try to prevent mental burnout, mental health, uh, you know, that type of thing? How, do, how can we as high school coaches work with AAU to make this process better and easier for our kids? I think you hit it on the nail. You said for the kids. I think that's that has to be in your mind at all times. I mean, that's why you're high school coach. That's why you, you, you know, club, you sh you sh all it should be about is the kids. And again, I know I just said this, but that's what we use this all the time. I tell the parents, I tell the kids, tell the coaches, we don't play, parents don't play, 
nobody else inside those those lines plays of the kids how can we be at the best for them whether it's in the stands whether it's off the court with work um whether it's rest whether it's you know just you know getting them meals like proper meals like you know every situation is different making sure the kids are eating right Uh, i just i really try to keep that at the forefront we care about your kid as a person more than a player and I think when you when we do that, um, good things happen, right? For us, after section seven, we're done. Like, go take a take a vacation, take a break, get off your feet for a week, because we know you know club um, is you know July sixth or seventh. The viewing window pops back open for the club side, um, and 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 we're very firm on that. Like, they need to take care of their body, go to the beach for a couple of days, relax, and 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 get your uh, get your groove back for for the July again. It, it, like I talked about before, it's, it's hand in hand. Like how how we all work together, club, high school, parents. Um, it's what it's all about. So, mm-hmm. coaches, do you want to look good? Pfft, stupid question. Of course, you want to look good. We all want to look good. You know what's the best way to look good? Buying yourself some a pen and a napkin merchandise. We've got some really, really good-looking stuff here. We've got t-shirts and sweatshirts, and you are not going to regret picking that up. T-shirts are $22 a piece. Sweatshirts are $30 a piece. If I need to mail it to you, it's just $5 shipping and handling to get this good-looking stuff out to you. Coaches, I appreciate all that you've done for me over the last three years or so with a pen and a napkin. I hope I've been able to help you out. Might as well come out and help out the Twitter handle and the podcast by ordering some a pen and a napkin merchandise. And like I said, you get to look good. If you're interested in ordering, you can DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin, send me a direct message, or you can email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, and I'll get you those ordering details so that you can order some a pen and a napkin merchandise. Let's end on this, Steve. Um, How can we, well, I got one other thing after this, but uh, Steve, how can we as, as high school coaches kind of still defend our turf, but not compete with AAU. Mm. Um, you know, because we have our priorities, we have our missions, we have our things. And and, and there's a lot in common between the two tracks. Uh, but every once in a while, the tracks go their separate ways, and that becomes frustrating. Sometimes they cross, and it becomes frustrating. How can we get more parallel and move everything in the same direction with AAU and and not have uh, those type of confrontations, those bad things happen? Well, I, I mean, it goes back to what both Nicole and Curtis have said, and it gets back to the kid. If, if we can, if as high school coaches, we can work with the AAU coach and, 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 and we're there, you know, I think we're both there to, to make it prosperous for the kid and, and, and beneficial for the kid. And if, if we can have that same goal, it really should be relatively easy to, to get on the same path. It, it shouldn't you know? be so easy, but we make it so hard well, sometimes. Well, it's because the, everybody gets a little territorial at times. And, you know, and, 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 and sometimes, I, I think sometimes a little pride gets in the way and, you know, wanting to take credit for something. And, and if, if we can all just say everybody gets credit when the kid benefits, mm-hmm. then... Yeah. You know, you know, and now I think it'll be easier now. I think because of the, you know, high school coaches, I always wanted my kids in June for summer league and, and things like that. I always wanted them. And, and then they could go in July and play with their, but, but in June they were practicing and doing smaller tournaments and doing things. But I think now because there is a chance for the, for this exposure, um, for this one weekend and hopefully, like I said, two weekends next year, since the, since that's what the boys have, um, I think there'll be a little bit more uh, ability to communicate on the same wavelength. Be it, you know, we're all looking to get exposure for the kid. You know, let's let's do what's best for the kid, and that is, and from a college standpoint, just from a college standpoint, the best thing they can do is get exposure, mm-hmm. and um, we can both offer that. Let's mm-hmm. find out the best way to make this girl or these girls or this group or this team make sure that they look as good as they can both mentally, emotionally, you know, on the court with their skills and let's work together to do that. And, and now that, now that we have as high school coaches that 
platform where where the Division One coaches are out there watching us now, I think there there can be more openness to you know having like I said before that there's a lot of good relationships anyway, mm-hmm. but I think this will create more more better doesn't go very well together, but more <laughs> better relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that I think this will will help that uh, situation yeah. and. You know, I mean, I guess we'll see yeah. because this is the first year of it. But again, if we can increase it to two times next two weekends next year, if we can increase the communication with the parents, the kids and the AAU coaches as a group that those four groups, the parents, the kids, the high school coaches and AAU coaches all can understand that the goal was the same for for it. You know, it, it has to get to a point where at least it's better than it has been with some people in their, in their AAU coach connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you about one minute apiece here. Uh, tell us about your event. How can we find out more about it? Uh, when, uh, you know, we, we all know when it's going to be this year, June 13th, 14th, 15th. Is that the correct dates, right? 15th through 17th. 15th through 17th. This is why I teach history. I de- deal with dates all the time. So, uh, so 15th through the 17th. So we all know they're going to be uh, on that date. Uh, how do we find out more? Uh, obviously going to be, you know, I don't want to say impossible to get in this year, but your 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 fields are probably pretty closed this year. So if if they're interested in coming to Georgia, to to Arizona, to Maryland next year, uh, how can they get signed up for it? Uh, Andrew, let's start with you here, bud. Uh, uh, tell us, you got one minute. Fill us yes. in. Section seven AZ Instagram, Twitter, also Google Section Seven as well online. Um, our brackets are coming out um, tentatively tomorrow. Um, so we're, we're full, we're completely full unless, uh, if you want to join a wait list, if something, you know, somebody happened to drop off, feel free to reach out at section seven, Arizona. Um, again, state farm stadium, uh, hundred and right now we're about 128 teams. So all hardwood courts. Um, we're just excited. Great group of coaches, um, boys and girls, um, girls go first, boys come in the next weekend. So, um, feel free to reach out, um, even for next year as well. Like we're, we're, we're anticipating, uh, a lo- uh, just like the boys did, a large wait list. So um, really reach out now and, and, and start um, you know communicating uh, what you want to do for even next year. You're talking about playing ball in Phoenix and San Diego and these places. I get to go to like York, Nebraska and exotic yeah. places, ports of call like that. So I'm slightly jealous here. Steve, you got one minute. Tell us a little bit about yours. Well, um, our website is Best of MD, MD for Maryland, best of MD.net. Uh, our schedule just came out this past week with our brackets. And um, we have, a, I think, I think I should know this off the top of my head, but I think we have nine states represented. Um, no team will play a team from their own state in bracket play, so they get to see somebody different, mm-hmm. some different competition. Um, our Twitter is at best of MD. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, a little bit of smaller, smaller event, but my on our website, my contact is 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 on there. Feel free to reach out. And this this we get teams from all over the country. So if, if you're listening to this and you have a team that you feel like you have enough talent to compete at a high level, um, because we are not as big as some other events, um, then feel please reach out to me. We don't have any openings this year anymore, um, but I'm um, you know. I, I had more requests this year than we've ever had, obviously, because now now it's a it's a live period. But mm-hmm. um you know, I have a wait list of about forty five teams right now. So wow. obviously probably none of them are gonna get on because we're only I don't even know what today's date is, but ten days away or so from uh mm-hmm. from, from from the date of the event. But um my my contact information is on the website, bestofmd.net. Feel free to contact me about next year early. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, and, you know, I look forward to seeing talent from all over the country. Sometimes the first time I've ever met a, a coach in person is at our, is after we've spoken on the phone and I've invited them and they've come to our event. And, sure. You know, I, I've established some nice relationships over the years because of that. Yep. Nicole, bring us home. All right. Um, best way is, is Twitter. You can DM us. It's easy. So it's at girls, G-B-C-A live so girls plural gbca live 123 schools 
all hardwood courts as well. Um, right now we're all Georgia. Um, we may expand uh, next year. We'll, we'll talk with our executive board about that. Um, but we're, we're definitely open to it. So if you want to reach out uh, about next year, go ahead and do that. Um, and if you want to reach out directly to me, um, you can. It's Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E dot D-I-X-O-N at H-I-E-S dot org. Uh, with any details, happy to help in any way we can. Um, just so grateful, Marty. You, you're an amazing friend, person, coach. Thank you so much for supporting girls basketball, man. We love you. You're, give, you're giving me chills, Nicole. You make me feel good. Thank you so much. I uh, I owe you a free T-shirt from Coach Show. How about that? Love it. Yeah. Man. Hey, r- real quick, real quick. I was a camper at Santa Barbara. I still got my Cutthroat Championship shirt. <laughs> And I, so I worked Santa Barbara, and then I've actually worked uh, one one year in Iowa. But um, uh, give a big shout out to Snow Valley and Show. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Waverly, Iowa, at the end of July is is a, is a paradise unto itself. There, so uh, that's that's it's America, a, baby. That's you bet you the heartland. You bet. So uh, Andrew, Steve, Nicole, can't thank Thanks you enough for your us. time this morning. Uh, I hope this was uh, a positive thing for for everybody. Hope you. Uh, Hope you enjoyed being on here. Uh, there's a there's also uh, if you're looking for stuff in your area, uh, nfhs.org backslash articles backslash approved June scholastic basketball events with some dashes in between every word there. If you want to look up stuff in your area, and again, uh, it's going to be too late this year, more than likely. Uh, but if you're looking for next year and and you feel like you're going to have a team that's going to be pretty good, and, and even like in a state like Georgia where, where Nicole's bringing in 123 uh, teams from Georgia to do something like this, it's a really, really good deal. So there's going to be a fit for everybody, I believe, as this continues to evolve as this moves forward. So, um, again, folks, can't thank you enough for your time. We pulled this thing off. Uh, this, this multiple guest FaceTime thing uh, is, It's uh, really good uh, Andrew and Steve, great to meet you Here this morning uh, Coaches, I hope you've enjoyed this episode And as always, coaches Let's be sure to hone our craft One day 